0: Okay, Mike, let's get into some questions. Okay. Okay, so looks like we haven't had too many questions in, Mike. So why don't we start off? I'll just say, why don't you start off telling them a bit about you, some of your background, some of the stuff you've done, um, so they're getting an understanding how you might be able to help them. And and then we're going to talk about value, pricing, and profit. So let's get into it, mate. Introduce
1: yourself first, buddy. Okay, so in terms of where a lot of my knowledge comes from, I'm qualified by both the Institute of Directors in Company Direction master's level qualification from there, as well as Chartered Institute of Marketing, master's level qualification from them. So I've got a bit of experience in that. I've also got a a master's degree in education, so that helps me in terms of training and sharing. So hopefully that shows I've got some content there. In addition to that, I've got 20 odd years in business, operating and building businesses, and in particularly building them to above the £1 million turnover mark. Done that four times successfully for my own businesses, and I've advised several others, in fact, hundreds of others, and in particular, got three of them onto Dragon's Den, one of which got the offer of the money and turned it down because we could get them the money cheaper.
0: Okay. They went for the price. <laughs> so really hopefully good. that shows I know a little yeah. bit
1: about what, what I'm talking about.
0: And, uh, and how do you feel that you help businesses, Mike? In the, what, what's kind of, what do you bring to the table, my friend?
1: Well, one of the biggest things that you find with the smaller businesses in particular, those that are a year old or some sub that £1 million turnover, is that they don't understand and appreciate the value they bring in to the deal. The reason people buy is not necessarily because of the features of the product, but it's what it does for them, and that can change enormously. One of the anecdotes we were saying at the weekend is how Sainsbury's will charge a different price for earbuds depending on whereabouts in the same store you buy it, because there's a value to people in that. First of all, most people don't know it, but if you buy it in the beauty counter, you'll get half as many earbuds for your, pr- for your pound than you will from if you buy it in the baby centre. Now, that's ridiculous. It's the same product by Johnson's, packaged in the same way, in the same store, and yet you're getting half the value for it. Why? Well, the reason is, is that they're going on the impulse and the convenience rather than you going and checking in the other area. So they understand the value. They know that most people in the shop are trying to do it quickly and that's the way in which they can work it around. So that's what a lot of businesses miss out on. They do that, and the mistake they make is that they don't have a a wide enough range of pricing structures and and mechanisms, so they don't know how to price. A lot of them, when they start off, you're looking out at the market, the best thing that they can do is, well, it's going to cost me this, I'm going to add 10% on, and that's called a cost-plus price. Now, that has no indication as to the value that you're bringing and if the if the customer doesn't buy at that, what can you do? You negotiate down and you're giving away all of your profit in the negotiation. So you've got nowhere to move. How does a so from your
0: perspective, Mike, how does a business owner that's looking to go out there, build their business, maybe they're at an early stage or a medium stage, mm-hmm. wherever it might be, how do they really understand their true value? Let's start with value. What's the best way for them to analyse their value?
1: Your perspective? So, the first thing that you've got to do is look at what it is that you do and the difference and the impact it makes on your customer's proposition, whatever it is they're doing. You may be selling business to business and you look at what's the benefit that they're getting. Absolutely. From there, you can then look at what the competition pay for it, are charging for it, so you know how you're competing. You then decide your brand personality. If you want to be a premium quality product, your price has to be above the competition. Otherwise, you're not a premium.
0: But many, many businesses don't have it in their minds that they can go out and actually be that. But, well, I'm just at the beginning. I can't be a premium. I'm just at the beginning. You know, um, and, and they struggle to do that, don't Absolutely. they? Well, I think the first bit of advice of deciding you know, essentially where you're at within your business and deciding on what results you get for your clients, which is what Mike's saying, you know, what does your result give that person? Does it change their life? Does it change their business? Does it make them money? Does it help them? And, and what is the value of it to them? You know, If you're going to deliver that to them, then you need to make sure that you've got a pricing proposition delivered back to you that makes it
1: worthwhile uh, for everybody involved. So your client gets value and you get value. Okay, so let's talk about... Um, One other thing on that before we yeah. go. The customer won't buy if you're not adding value to them, no matter how cheap your product is. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If it's not adding value to them, they won't buy it. Yeah okay so we've always got to be looking to add value okay um
0: in terms of the pricing so how does so they they look at the what they're bringing to the table they look at the result they're getting for the client now they've got their pricing most businesses i would say that i see when they start out the prices are too low how does a business owner in your perspective your opinion? get themselves to the point where
1: they can increase prices and deliver that message. Yeah. Have a chat about that topic. So again, within there, in terms of the strategy of building up your pricing, it's the classic things we've been talking about, about the proof statements, what you can show to, so that other people know that you're doing successful. The best ones of those are customer testimonials, track record, having something that's different, that is important to the client. So you can be building it up into that side. Yeah. Absolutely. So it's innovation, The clearest thing is knowing how you fit into your marketplace and who your real competitors are. So I'll go back with a story about the Harley-Davidson bicycle. Harley-Davidson's biggest competitor is not another bike company. Harley-Davidson's biggest competitor is home improvements. Why, you might ask Mm -hmm. The reason being is that when you're when the, the the I'm being very sexist there, so do forgive me, but the male hits his midlife crisis. Be careful. And wants to go <laughs> for a bike. Yeah. One day I may hit that. I don't know. <laughs> but when he hits that and he wants to buy a Harley, he has a family discussion with the other decision makers in the household. Usually his wife. His wife. Well, this and, can happen vice versa. One so <laughs> <being sexist. laughs> right. But the battle there is how do the two People in the decision-making process make that decision. One of them will win if it's the, if it's the fan of the Harley-Davidson to get the bike, the alternative usually is that they improve the home. Right. So and again, I'm being stereotypical, I don't mean that everybody's going any relationship's going to be that way because we're in a world of modern, uh, modern relationship dynamics, but in that discussion, it's not a bike that's the alternative. Usually, Harley's brand is strong enough that for the midlife crisis people are going to go for Harley over a Kawasaki or or the other options that are available. Absolutely.
0: So understanding if a client isn't buying you, what are they actually buying instead? And it doesn't mean that they're going to buy your competitor, which is exactly what Mike's saying. and, And some people always think that their competitor is somebody that's sat alongside them. But the reality is most of the time your competitor isn't somebody that's sat alongside you, somebody that's above you that's taking market share. How can you be better than that person that's above you, that's got market share. So essentially, you're like, well, I can't, can I? Because they're massive. So this is reality. They they are a giant tanker ship, and it's very, very difficult for them to move and change their proposition and make it better, where you're a tiny little speedboat and you're agile and you can move around and you can get things better quicker. Right? So you want to be that speedboat where you're constantly innovating, you're changing, you're adding more value, you're making things better, and that in turn is going to
1: allow you not to be a tanker and get stuck or hit that iceberg. Right? And I've got a great practical example of that from my own business experience. One of the first businesses I set up was a small one that ended up being 25 people in size. We were competing against these little players called British Telecom, <laughs> Microsoft, Cisco, huge multi-billion pound organizations spread across the world for a government project, and yet as a company, we were the first ones to be able to deliver an ICT managed service contract into a school for 25 years. Huge asset to us. That then became the template the government used for a huge 75 billion pound project that then had Cisco, Microsoft, and BT coming to me and my team and saying, how on earth do you make that work? We could do that because we were that speedboat with flight of foot. We could structure ourselves to work in the model that the government could accept. They couldn't. They were the tanker that just couldn't turn quickly enough to make it work. Absolutely. We built a £1 billion pipeline of projects involving that. And that being that speedboat, this is what you have got. What you have
0: got is time. What you have got is your intelligence, Right. And business is an intellectual sport. You win by having the highest level of intellect. You know, you don't necessarily win by having the biggest budget all the time. If you can be smarter, if you can be more strategic, if you can make better decisions, you are going to bring yourself more business and you're going to take market share of other people that don't have that. So you want to work on that and make sure it's better. Let's have a quick check of the comments. And then we'll see if we've got any other questions anyone wants to ask you, Mike. Okay, so um, let's just go with a final question for Mike. Because we've been on a while tonight, Mike. We've done pretty well, right? Excellent. We've done really, really good. And then what I'll do is I'll do a round-up then. Okay, so what I'll say is what are – let's just make it a real nice, fun, easy easy question. You've been Business Academy, Gold Circle Speaker Forum. You know, What have you learned throughout the process, being somebody that's very experienced in business and has done very well over his lifetime? What are the things that you've learned that you feel that you could give to the people, You know, maybe tell them that that, that would help them to – you know, understand some of the things that have been great for you, where you've made some gains. You may even do that in any way you want. Maybe it's an event, maybe it's a piece of content, maybe it's a conversation. It could have come from me, it could
1: have come from Ross, it could have come from any of my team. It could have come from any of it's Whatever you want. Yeah. So there's, there's there's lots of things I've learned across across the way. One of the key things and the values that the the, um, the big business events and the business academy in particular shows for me is that community support. The biggest personal benefit.
0: Why does that matter? Like why well, you know? Because so you say community support why would that matter to a business owner
1: well for small if you're a leader of a business or if you've got a team beneath you you can be quite isolated at the top and even if you're just a solo entrepreneur running the business on your own you've just got yourself to talk to being in a space with other people with similar challenges where you can talk to them and not worry about whether what that's going to do in terms of demotivating our team that's priceless yeah having that chance to share and learn from other people's experiences having the opportunity to connect with them and think through their problems gives you a few minutes away from thinking about your own problems and on the on you the are one to, of the people that you help a lot of people don't you i, I really enjoy helping people which gives yeah, me great yeah, satisfaction you, so.
0: like i'll say you, you know you said michelle and chris earlier but you always help him so you know if you see mike at event you know he's going to help you yeah. right which i think is awesome you know we, you know and you've actually somebody that's achieved great results absolutely. and you've been succeeding right what's the key to
1: that what's the key to actually succeeding in that So the, the success absolutely comes from action but before yeah. i going on to that there's a couple of other things i owe a big shout out to louise because louise you probably remember from from uh, the business fence the, the, the other month but i have very very big fears about being on social which is a strange thing for us onto there. Yeah. And I hadn't done onto Instagram. And actually Louise came over and showed me and helped me and taught me okay. how to do that. So a big shout and out to And reciprocation's
0: really important. And that's as well.
1: absolutely it's two way. That's yeah. that's the two, two bits from yeah. there. So what's the key to success? The first one is believing in yourself. And after my time in teaching, I'd lost some of that confidence. And big business events had, had reinvigorated me in recognising and appreciating what I have done and that there is a value to people. The Speaker's Forum has given me some skills to express that more effectively, more And I'll show you what,
0: bloody hell. Do you know what people said to me after the members' event? Mike spoke at the members' event. A couple of people were like, oh, my God, I remember when he spoke a little bit here. He's like a different person. I mean, his, his communication skills
1: have been oh, great. Absolutely. You know, he's done very well. Absolutely, well. Make, Making it relevant, building it up through. So it's built me on my confidence. It's built on ad- additional skills. And it's also built on some more knowledge. There's areas that I didn't understand. I joined Big Business Events on the fr- the free social media course on the basis that I thought I pretty much know business, but I don't know social media. The power behind social me- the social media programs, and particularly Rockstar, is recognizing those business business models that make it work, and it opened up a whole new set of business models for me that I can work with.
0: And- putting that aside, then putting Big Business Events aside, three tips for the people watching from your business experience 2025, years in business, okay. however long it is. Or is it longer than that? Twenty-five, yeah. I'm,
1: I'm, I'm young enough to be. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I've just give them three good tips that really could add some great value to them. the key bit is understand why your customer is buying you, because that's the explanation of how you set your price. That's good yeah? Yeah. First bet on that. Second is believe yourself enough to have to charge them the price that you find scary. If it's scary <laughs> to ask then to to ask for it, then that's the right level to be starting at. (laughs) And the final thing is everything's a negotiation. So if the customer tells you that that's too high, you then find a way to negotiate and take something out to agree a deal.
0: And negotiation's not always on price. No. You know, negotiation might be on value. You know, what value are you getting? What additional support are you getting? How can
1: you know, how can you help in those different ways But that's important. So, right? so you can package things in yeah. or you can take things out so that it's hitting what they're willing to pay for. Absolutely. Okay, well,
0: I hope you've enjoyed tonight's so I'm going to have to wrap up a couple of minutes. Hey everybody, Adam here, and I hope you loved today's episode. I hope you thought it was fabulous, and if you did, I'd like to ask you a small favor. Could you jump over and go and give the podcast a review? Of course, I'll be super grateful if that is a five-star review. We're putting our all into this podcast for you, delivering you the content, giving you the secrets, and if you've enjoyed it,